Hello, spooky friends. I'm Lauren. And I'm Dallas. And welcome to Spooky Talk. A podcast about true crime, paranormal activity, and all things spooky. Welcome back to episode two. Welcome. Really hope that you enjoyed episode one, and if you did, then that explains why you're here. So we have a very special guest on today. It is our good friend Mark. Say hi. Hello there, everybody. Hello, Mark. Hi. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk with him a little bit after the show because we like to just get straight to it. So sit back and relax and get ready for the show. Welcome to episode two. Morning. The following episode contains tests, sexual assault of the mind, domestic violence, talk of suicide, and disturbing diet. Mr. Discretion is advised. Alright, so I got my copper can, Moscow Mule, not sponsored, and I am ready. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Mark? <clears throat> yeah. Let's go. We are all guilty of having a social media account at one point in our lives. We tend to post our entire lives for the world to see, or at least only the good side. But some post breakups and secrets that you would normally keep private. But when you meet someone new, the first thing you do is go to their social media page to check them out. Creep. No, it's normal. But what if their page was fake, and they really weren't who they said they were? On the internet, behind a keyboard, you can meet anyone. Anyone? Anyone. We'll see. Like Savage Garden in the 90s, I think, have a song about it, but it was on the telephone line. But I will say that once I deactivated my Facebook account, I have been just an angel. It felt like freedom. I probably will never get it back. It just felt good to get rid of it. Like, got freaked out because I got hacked. Got rid of your shackles. Yeah, I, I did. It, I feel great. In 2009, when Facebook was at its peak, two 15-year-old girls were in store for a nightmare that they never expected. We're going to refer to one girl as Alice, since she wants to be anonymous. Alice was a typical girl in Southeast England, with a population of 1.2 million people, it's the 12th most populated country in the entire, or the most populated county in the entire country. Like any other teenage girl, she was on a computer for hours, chatting on social media, creeping on boys, and probably playing Farmville. I don't know if you did you ever play Farmville, Mark? Absolutely. I I never got into it. Like I didn't care about if you put like pigs and water my flower or whatever. I never played it. So, well, I have to confess, I played it on slot machine. Slot, slot farm bill, huh? That sounds that sounds like a good way to lose your money. She was talking with her friends after the fair. She was also 15, and she lived with her grandmother, Mary. Alice wanted to introduce Jessica to a new girl she met named Emma Sparkers. It's probably the baking grease. Or is it just when you talk? It's just when I talk. Just when you talk? Turn the treble down a little bit. It's the top left corner, I believe. 
Is that better? Better, 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 better. Yeah. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll start the cut now. No, it's Lauren talking. But she also had to cover up the She was also 15 and she lived with her grandmother, Mary. Alice wanted to introduce Jessica to a new girl she met named Gemma Barker. Gemma was born in 1990, so she was older than the two girls. But it didn't seem to matter. All three of them would chat on Facebook, and they all seemed to get along great. Mary began to express concern when the girls started to meet up. She said that Gemma was too old for them, and she needed friends her own age. The girls didn't care, though, because Gemma had a car, so they had a means of freedom that most girls their age don't have. So, I can't do basic math in my head. What's the age difference from 15 to 19? 15 to 19? Four years. Four years? Because, see, like, hearing that part doesn't sound so bad, but just the fact that Gemma is technically legally an adult and these are 15-year-old children she's hanging out with and taking all over the place, it just seems like, why aren't you hanging out with other 19-year-olds? Gemma liked both girls, but she seemed to be wanting Alice's attention all to herself. Gemma had a reputation for that type of behavior. No matter what the situation was, Gemma wanted to be the center of attention. One night, Alice got a friend request from a boy named Aaron Lampert. He told her that he heard about her through Gemma and that she was dating his old brother, Jack. He said that he had a screen name for MSN Messenger, too. Did you guys ever have MSN Messenger? No, not for me. I had AOL. I had AOL too, and I also had Yahoo, but I never had MSN. But that was huge, and like when the internet's first. The internet's <laughs> interwebs. Yeah, the interwebs. After countless nights of chatting online, they soon began to have feelings for each other. Aaron wanted Alice to be his girlfriend, but she said that she wanted to meet him in person first. So with a little pressure from Alice, Aaron agreed to meet in a park near her house. Alice waited eagerly for the boy she, that had been courting her. When Aaron finally showed up at the park and they met face-to-face, sparks flew. Aaron wore dark, baggy clothes and had a black-knit earclap hat that had a pom-pom on top, and it was pulled down almost over his eyes. Aaron and Alice shared deep conversations and held hands as they walked around the park. Aaron had shared with her that he had one brother that had died from drowning and another brother that they had lost to cancer. She felt bad for her new boyfriend and wanted to be there for a supportive shoulder. It's just, it's, it's sad and it's a little upsetting, but you'll soon know why. Alice soon introduced Jessica to Aaron. Jessica liked him too, and they see, they all became really good friends. Jessica began to get a little sus of Aaron, though. There was just something on the back of her mind that really didn't sit right. She noticed his straight teeth and chubby cheeks. He kind of looked like her friend Gemma. Jessica even asked Aaron if he was related to her in some way. When he said no, she just dropped the subject. Jessica also noticed that Aaron never took his hat off. 
even when they were indoors. She asked Alice about the weird cat obsession, but Alice said that Aaron might have alopecia and was too embarrassed to take the hat off. Premature male pattern baldness. Yeah, you know. It happens. Sure does. A couple of days later, after meeting Aaron, Jessica got a friend request from a boy named Luke Jones. He just happened to be friends with Aaron, and after many long chats, they agreed to meet in person. He wore snapback hats, track suits, and expensive shoes. When Jessica first met him, she said he looked like a chap, which is UK derogatory slang for a young hooligan who wears designer jeans and starts fighting, usually seen as lower class. Oh, that's what that means. I've seen it around on the internet, but I just didn't quite understand the, the UK slang there. Well, to me, that sounds, like, really specific. Like, designer jeans starts fights. <laughs> Especially Jordash. Remember the Jordash jeans? No. No, I'm showing my age here. Yeah. They were one of the first ones out. Jordash jeans. They were fashion jeans. What year was that? In the 80s. 80s? Yes. 80s fashion. They had a big V on each pocket. I don't know why. It was a couple of with a J. It was a V on each pocket. But they sold like wildfire when they first came out. It was to confuse people so they spent their money on the jeans. Same thing with Dr. Schultz. So Little Nas X, when he did the Rangar ad, and then in the song, how it has the Rangar on my booty, like their sales went major up too. So. Well, yeah, because everybody wanted Wrangler on their booty after that. <laughs> Luke was very different from Aaron. From the way he walked, talked, and instant message, she noticed that Luke would abbreviate everything, whereas Aaron would write complete sentences. But he and Aaron shared the same niche. Luke never wanted to take his hat off. Jessica questioned him right away, since it was a weird habit that he shared with Alice's boyfriend. But he said that he could explain. He said that he suffered from alopecia and that he wasn't ready to show her yet. <clears throat> Jessica told him that her brother had it also, so she completely understood. And I was kind of confused when I... So I got all of my information from a documentary that was called... Uh, it was like three boys that became... Or a girl that became three boys or something like that. It's on Amazon. And they were talking about alopecia a lot, and I was just wondering if that was, like, super common. I guess over in that town it is. Maybe one of our listeners can let us know. Like, I only heard of, like, three people in my lifetime that have had it. Well, they got got reddits for that now. What? They got reddits for that. Oh, yeah. I guess I could have looked on reddit. Yeah, look on reddit. Okay. Reddit's got everything. One afternoon, when Gemma was visiting the girls, she told them that she got a full-time job and wouldn't be able to hang out very much. Gemma and Alice said that they were fine with that because they had new boyfriends and they were soaking up all of their extra time. Alice was falling deeply in love with Aaron. We all know that teenage passion of your first love, where you believe that you're going to be together forever. Mm-hmm. Her Facebook was just packed with pictures of her and Aaron kissing. Do you remember that too, Mark? Like that first girlfriend, we're gonna get married. We're gonna be together forever. That young, that young love. I think we all get kind of hit by that. Oh yeah. With our first. Oh yeah, and and with our last. Well, 
like in the words of Marina, she says, every boyfriend is the one until otherwise proven. Jessica's Facebook was almost identical with pictures of her and Luke locking lips. Luke informed her that she wanted to take their relationship to the next level, but she told him no. She said that she was only 15 and she was okay with just kissing. She wasn't ready for what he was suggesting. Luke was persistent, though. Regardless of Jessica saying no, he would always put his hands up her skirt or try to get her to perform sex acts. But she stuck to her guns and continued to tell him to stop. Unfortunately, when Jessica was on a trip for holiday, Luke cheated on her with the girl in her class. She broke up with Luke after hearing the rumors were true. She was also embarrassed because Luke had been talking with this other girl online for months. So Luke kind of tends to play the field without letting everybody know that he's playing the field. Alice, on the other hand, was very happy with Aaron so much she agreed to elevate their relationship. He told her that it was completely normal to not take off all your clothes and that it had to be in the dark. No light at all. Alice didn't know much about sex, so she took Aaron's word for it. She didn't have any reason not to believe him. So I'm assuming that he probably still kept the stupid hat on. Well, yeah, you can't take the hat off when you're having sex. Yeah, and I don't know if he, like, he probably left his shirt on, maybe his Lord, I don't know. Like, they were probably almost fully clothed, but like she said, you know, she's only 15. Nobody's, she doesn't know. Shortly after Jessica changed her relationship status to single, she got a friend request from a boy named Connor McCormick. He told her that he felt bad for her because he had heard what Luke did to her. He said that he had spoken to Luke and told him that it wasn't right for what he did to her. Connor was the perfect shoulder to cry on. He helped Jessica with the pain of Luke's cheating, and she liked how kind and compassionate he was. Soon she told him that she was falling for him and would really like Connor wore a ball cap, high tops, skinny jeans, and button-up shirts. Jessica described him of having Justin Bieber-style hair. He wrote everything he wanted to say on a notepad app on his phone. He explained to Jessica that he had major social anxiety and that he also suffered from selective mutism. It was a disorder that caused him not be able to talk in social situations such as a classroom or even relatives' house. As Jessica and Connor's relationship blossomed, Alice and Aaron's would be hitting the rock. Aaron had asked Alice to get something out of his backpack for him one night when he was visiting her. As Alice searched, she was shocked when she found a pink adult sex toy. She showed it to Aaron, and he told her that he only used it on her once. She was upset because she did not give Aaron consent to use it. Aaron pled with Alice to forgive him, and he tried to say that it wasn't that big of a deal. But he knew that this was most likely the end of he and Alice's relationship. That same day, Connor showed up at Jessica's house unannounced and asked if he could stay the night. He said that his grandmother had died and he didn't want to be alone. Married to Connor, it'd be alright if he stayed, as long as he kept his hands to himself. She was offended, however, when he wouldn't remove his hat or hood when she asked him to. Obviously, like any other teenage couple, they ignored the rules and started kissing and hugging in Jessica's bed. Before Jessica could tell him to slow down, he pulled her shorts down and began to perform oral sex on her. The more she told him to stop, the more aggressive he became, and then she felt something go into her. When Connor finally stopped, Jessica was confused and in a <laughs> stop mark. She was in a lot of pain. You find that funny, huh? You two are incorrigible. 
Before she could confront Connor about what he did, her phone rang. It was Alice, and she wanted to tell Jessica about her discovery in Aaron's backpack. But the mood shifted when Alice realized that Jessica was upset. Connor suddenly took his phone out and wrote Jessica a message. He told her to tell Alice that Aaron was in a car crash. He said that Aaron was on life support and in the hospital, and that he had gone through the windshield. Alice was devastated and began to cry. You're a messed up now, Aaron. Her and Aaron didn't have a good conversation the last time they spoke, and she didn't want that to be the last thing that she said to him. So all of a sudden, when shit hits the fan, Aaron's dying, Luke is MIA, and Connor just raped her. Weird. This is where we're at now. Later that night, Jessica was not able to sleep. She was upset about Connor sexually assaulting her, and she had every right to be. She was also worried about Aaron. She sat up and tipped his hat back so she could see all of his face. And she gasped when she realized it was <gasps> next. <laughs> so now we know that Aaron and Connor are obviously the same, same person. Um, if Connor is Aaron. Aaron is Connor. If you didn't know that, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. In the morning when Connor woke up, Jessica kicked him out of the house. He walked away down the street without saying a single word. You mean when Aaron Aaron woke up, right? Connor, Aaron. Whoever this guy thinks he is. This dude. Rapist. Yeah, and then and just how he didn't say anything. Like, she was calling him. She's like, you need to leave. That was not okay. Get the fuck out. And he just, like, put his shoes on and... Bounced. <laughs> Without even saying anything. Grandma Mary said that he was a weird kid and she was not sad to see him go. Jessica and Connor never spoke again. So Connor just now drops off the face of the earth completely. Aaron slash Connor, gone. Aaron's still around, but remember that Aaron's on life support in the hospital. And we just never hear from Connor again. He drops off the face of the earth, like no activity on his social media, nothing. So... We're pretty sure that we know that Connor and Aaron are not the same, or are they the same? We are dealing with a catfish here, and sometimes Ooh, I like catfish. And if you haven't figured out kind of where the story is going now, spoiler alert again. Another spoiler alert. Another spoiler. Warning: spoiler alert. This was only the beginning of the web that was starting to become unraveled. When Alice's dad picked her up from school, Aaron was in the back seat. She mentioned to him that he had no cuts or bruises and that he didn't appear as if he had been on life support from a bad car accident. Aaron claimed that he only ended up with whiplash and was unable to show any evidence that he was even in the hospital. Damn, Aaron, you recover quick. Well, and the fact that he was in the car with her dad, I'd be like, you know, you've got a lot of fucking nerves on your jive white ass here. So... Like, why, why are you, like, my dad, why are you here picking me up? We broke up. I don't want to see you anymore. Like, that's kind of where I would go with that. But she's also 15, and I probably would have just met with it when I was 15 because it would be easier. And I thought I probably had to for no reason. So we all kind of go through these weird, awkward, you know, where you just deal with it because that's easier for the moment. The girls begin to acknowledge the red flags that they have popping up since day one. For one... 
They never got to see where Aaron and Connor lived or never got to meet their families. Both boys claimed that they lived at a place called St. George's. This was a gay community that had high-valued homes. Most were owned by celebrities. Once the girls waited by the gates for the boys, but they never showed up. They even once went to the supposed address that the boys provided. When they knocked on the door, a housekeeper answered and told them that no one by that name lived there. Aaron tried to explain this away by saying that his dad told the housekeeper to say that for security reasons. He even went as far as to say that his mother died in a car crash and after his two brothers died as well, that his dad was very protective over him. Don't be suspicious. Everybody around me just keeps dying. Yeah. But the girls had enough of this absurd excuses and went to the police to report the sexual assault. After the report was made, it wasn't long before they were arrested. Aaron from Alice's house. Before he was arrested, Jessica saw a social media post from Luke. It read, I want people to know it's me getting the blame for something I've done and I think it's not right. So now we have Luke suddenly knowing what's going on. And he's posting saying that he was posing as Connor. He didn't do it. I done did it. And that's the one yeah, who done so did it on there. He basically just said, there's the one that did it. And he did it all. I am Thundergun. Even with the last pathetic stitch effort to shift blame, Aaron was arrested. The police even thought the young man was strange when they began to interrogate him. Something wasn't right about him. Something's fishy about this Aaron guy. So, but they couldn't exactly put a finger on what it was. It wasn't until they performed a script search that on Aaron that they realized that they had a very big problem. So that's what I'm... I mean, a couple of really big problems. Well, maybe if we ever get, like, any um, English... Listeners, if you guys could let me know kind of what the procedures are is, because I didn't realize that they perform a strip search right there. It's like on the side of the road? Oh, in the interrogation room. Yeah, he got, he got into the, he's in the station, he's in the interrogation room, but they, they're doing a strip search. So is that something that's normally done? Or I don't know. We'd have, like, anybody over there in the UK would have to say, hey. What was this so? This is all happening over abroad, over, yeah, over across the ocean in the UK. This UK, right? Yeah. He was getting arrested, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were in interrogation. But, like, in the United States, normally it's done, like, in booking. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some places. I mean, some places they just kind of, like, you just change your clothes and they don't really do a whole lot. You know, they don't even watch you change. They just let you change your clothes and. Then you go about your your uh, business. Okay, because I I wasn't sure about that because I was like strip search like so, and I tried looking at a few different articles like the newspaper and stuff like that, and it didn't really explain any kind of. It just said that they they strip searched Aaron, and that's when they were like, "Oh fuck, we got a problem." Uh, Aaron finally removed his hat and long brown hair fell down around his shoulders. He unfolded his arms from across his chest and revealed that he had breasts. When Aaron looked up, the police were staring at Gemma Barker's face. Holy moly. 
Yeah, so... So Gemma was Luke, or Gemma was Aaron and Connor? And Luke. And Luke. And she was Luke, too. Okay, so she was Luke. Holy yes, macaroni. I'm probably sure that there are other accounts that she has with other girls, but... Other cats that she's fished? Yeah, because she's really good at this, because she was able to disguise how, like, the different ways that she would instant message and text. All the boys had different styles. They all walked, you know, like, walked and talked differently. So she was really good at what she was doing. She probably appreciated the talent absolutely. I know that name. The movie, you know, with uh, Matt Damon playing, you know, disguising himself as all these different, uh, Different people. I don't think I've seen that one, but I've seen the oh, Master of Disguise. Yeah, that's that's Dan and Carvey in the Master there were many more made-up boys in relationships with other girls as well. She was one hell of a catfish. She had fabricated everything from the social media accounts to the boys' backstories and even down to their mannerisms and style. The amount of shock, pain, and humiliation was unbearable for the girls. It raised more questions that would unfortunately never be answered. So... I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of, once again, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Nobody noticed that it was the same damn person that played all three of these boys. Clearly not. Well, they found out that Aaron was Connor. Yeah. So, Aaron was Connor. That's all they knew. And then when Aaron was getting in some shit, then Luke reappeared. I just feel like, I don't know. Like, they all say, too, that they had no idea. And I've seen some times where, you know, you can't tell. And Especially if they were that good at, like, covering their voices and changing the mannerisms and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's just what she did... You know, to manipulate these girls into thinking what they were having, and it's just, and she never expressed any feelings of being trans. So I don't think, I don't think that's what's going on here, because she never, she was just like, oh no, I'm not trans. And they were all friends, right? Yeah, they were all friends, and they met through Facebook, so that's why it's kind of like. Oh, so they weren't like IRL friends where they like hung out and. Well, they hung out with Gemma because she had the car. Oh, so they did hang out with Gemma. They actually hung out right, but they in person. Hung out, like, it was always either Connor was over or Aaron was over. The boys never hung out with the girls at the same time. It was always one or the other or it was Gemma. Like, they were never all in the same room. I was going to say timing is of importance, an important value here. The timing of everything is how maybe... Right, and I mean, since, you know, the girls were 15 and they were still in school, so, you know, they're not going to be at each other's house every night, and 
a really good majority, they said, of their conversations were over, like, you know, Facebook chat or instant messenger or something like that. So Gemma could have all of those different apps and all those different pages open at the same time and be conversing, even if like they had like a big group chat, you know, she could have all those people in there and just switch between the pages. Crazy that people go to those great lengths to Exactly, and she does. So it's like, I'm wondering if she had like a little notebook where she wrote everything down in. And what was the motive? That is a good question. That's a good question. So let's, we're going to get to the trial soon. So maybe you'll find out. Ooh, there's more. Gemma tried to keep up the facade all the way to the trial. At one point, she even forcibly broke her own jaw and claimed that Luke assaulted her. Jim Carrey did that first in the movie Liar Liar. Probably where she got the idea from. <laughs> like, when he's in the bathroom. I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> she also claimed that Luke was forcing her to pose as Aaron and Carl. But we all know that Luke would be MIA because he didn't exist. So the cops tried to find Luke because, you know, he's making some pretty, uh, some pretty big accusations saying that I did it and this and that and harassing, supposedly assaulting Gemma and breaking her face. But later we found out that those wounds were self-inflicted. In the trial, the girls made statements that they felt dirty and that they both had many thoughts of suicide. It was shown that Gemma really favored Alice and had no real reason why she did. It was really explored that maybe Gemma was gay and she just wasn't ready to let anyone know or she was just experimenting but she never showed any remorse or guilt for destroying these two innocent girls lives so we don't know the motive she doesn't have a reason still to this day still to this day so just as she had a wild hair perhaps she just like I'm gonna go and <laughs> even if she is gay it's it's okay you know, that's fine. It's just, I would have preferred you not... Be honest about it. Yeah, it's an easier way. I mean, yeah, if you have feelings for somebody, just tell them. And yeah, and I would prefer you not to be somebody that doesn't exist because that's only going to last for so long. And, and then you're going to feel twice betrayed because it's your friend. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to feel bad for Gemma, but maybe it seems like she didn't have anybody that she trusted enough to talk to about it if that was what was bothering her. But I don't know. It's just she never really... She was just really, like, matter-of-fact about it. Like, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I'm those three boys. Like, I... Yeah, I assaulted her. During the trial, Gemma was diagnosed with autism, ADHD, borderline learning disorder, but had no signs of personality disorder. After all the mess and damage done, Gemma pled guilty to two counts of sexual assault. She was sentenced to 30 months in prison. She served two and a half years and has since been released. I I don't know if I agree with that or not. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I It's hard for me to have an opinion on that because I wasn't there. I wasn't at the trial. You know, I could only get so much of it. And just seeing that she had like a borderline learning disorder really kind of surprised me because she was so good at disguising everything and all of her different ways of writing and everything. 
because these all all these boys walked and talked and acted differently. So they were each their own individual person. It's just they all were. I'm surprised that she didn't find the personality disorder in there too. Exactly. Yeah, because she was able to mimic all of these different people that she created all by herself. Yeah, and it's just it, it was more acting instead of like being taken over by the personality. Yeah, I guess so because she knew what she was doing and she was in she was in control the whole time. So that's why I guess that would differ. Um, it's just it's really shocking that she was so engrossed into being these people, and I'm just like, where did you where did you think this was going to go, girl? If these people would just put as much. Uh, you know, energy and effort into something productive uh, in society, be productive members of society is too bad. Yeah, because she's also she's also a pervert because she's nineteen and these girls are yeah, pedophilia definitely. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if we put that in the trigger warning, but oh yeah, sexual abuse of a minor. Yeah, we got that part. But yeah, so it's just I don't know. Like I felt maybe there should have been something a little bit more done, like. Maybe have her register as a sex offender? Yeah, well, and see, in the United States, you would have to. Yeah. And I don't know how it's done in the UK. How much time did she actually serve this? A few years? Two and a half years. Jeez. Yeah, and see, even in the United States, they still don't have a hard enough penalty for that, in my opinion, because they get right back out and they reoffend. Yeah. Or they don't register and they're on the run and then they're doing all this creepy stuff. They'll get 10 years and then they'll get on like good behavior. Yeah, which they end up serving less than half their sentence. Yeah. Yeah, so she was originally sentenced to 30 months and she served two and a half years. I don't know if that's the same. So 36 is three years. 30 months, two and a half years. Okay, so yeah, she served her full sentence, but that was it. So that's Oh, definitely. Yeah, so it, it's just, I don't know. Like, I felt like maybe she should have had a little bit more, or maybe some kind of just for the, some kind of punishment outside of just serving the two and a half. Jessica, however, decided to try and warn others about being sexually assaulted or victims of catfishing. She shared her story about how Gemma used their friendship to gather what the girls were interested in and what type of boy they liked. She even then twisted herself into their lives as the perfect boy. Jessica tells how Connor was her first love, and at the drop of a dime, he was gone. He was never real. She spoke about how she just wanted to die, but she's using her experience to educate young men and women that just because they have a Facebook account, that doesn't mean that they are real. You mean because on the internet, it has to be real, right? Right? Facebook says it's true. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. And we hear, like, a lot of catfishing stories, like that one that was on Netflix about the football player that was catfished by that boy that turned out to be transgender. And when he was, uh, when she was telling her story, she was presenting it as a woman because that's what she was transitioning to. And she was, uh, like, his girlfriend, and she said that she was dying of cancer and he was dedicating all of his games to her. And then she died. But then she came back and he was also all of these other people that he had multiple accounts. And yeah, so crazy, crazy. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what would you like to know? Or do you have anything to add? 
Anything to add? Any thoughts and questions or anything about the story? I'm heading as we go here. Any, uh... What did you think of the story? Um, you know, I see the first podcast that was a little bit of a graphic pressure. It was a little bit, uh... A little bit lighter. Lighter. Yeah. A little bit lighter. And um, I figured probably since, you know, last time I did something so heavy, I figured it would probably be a good idea to do something that was a little bit more lighter. Makes sense to me. I don't want to say humorous, but I mean, you can tell that it all three damn boys weren't the same person. You just struggle with, yeah. <laughs> the hat it's is the only thing that describes them. first question is, how did this go on with this song? How are you fooling people? And supposedly all three of these damn boys have alopecia. It's it must be common over there, Lauren. You don't you don't know you don't know you don't live in the UK. You don't know what what kind of alopecia rates are over in the UK. I don't know. So please, someone educate me because I have never like I okay. So I'm a dog groomer, and I have had a couple of dogs that I groomed that had alopecia, and you know they feel like the naked cats and uh so they kind of feel like a ball sack but if you want to edit that part out you should or am i leaving you know because then that's just yeah, like a feature we say just complete loss of hair or yeah like even their eyebrows everyone yeah yeah it's not their cover kind of semi oh i retired already of 27 years and i can say i agree with you alopecia is not something that's very common yeah. So just the, the fact that three of them had alopecia. Well, and then four because four uh, Jessica. Well, Jessica also said that her brother had it. Okay. So, so yeah, that's why she's so. It's, there's something in the water in the UK, it's, obviously. It's yeah. there. But then they also described that he had like Justin Bieber style hair. Like we remember when the Beast first came out, oh, right? Yeah. Like back in okay, what, yeah. like twenty. Yeah. 2007? Something like that. Something like that. Like the, 15 ish years. Yeah, the early 2000s. So we remember when the Beats came out and he had like that swoopy kind of, I guess you would call it like skater boy hair. Yeah, back then it was like the skater boy hair. It was kind of long with the little swoosh and the, like the, the, the wings kind of. And it flipped out. Yeah, so they mentioned that like that was kind of his hair all the time, so I'm just wondering, like, are, how, and I don't understand how alopecia works, like, do you lose the hair forever, does it grow back, and then you lose it some more, I don't know, it's yeah, just, sure it just seemed to me that this person had a lot of hair for someone that Should suffers from that, so. They're just good at wigs. I guess that's true, it could have been a wig, you know, sorry, this is my ignorance talking, so. Something going on there. Okay. Just like in slow vision with the water. So I will put pictures of Gemma and Jessica and my representation of Alice up on the Instagram. The Instagram is spooky.talk.podcast. Make sure you have the dots in there. We will come up. You can see us on all listening platforms such as Apple Music or Spotify, iTunes. Um, we are on Spotify, but we, since we're not very well known, we are down on the list, very down. So 
We have to scroll down, but we are there. We will come out to Sephora logo that's on our Instagram. We're hoping to be adding uh, links here on our Instagram to all of our listening platforms here soon. Yes, and I will put my sources down in the show notes. And um, we also, so go ahead and email us at spookytalkpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and give us case suggestions, comments, anything like that. Um, but go ahead and email us with questions, comments, case suggestions. And until next time. Well, thank you for joining us, Mark. We appreciate we appreciate you being on. Hopefully to have you on again. And thank all of you for listening. Yes, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. This podcast is really fun, and it's, I enjoy doing this with my husband. It's good bonding time for us. It's a good activity we do together. So wherever you're listening, if you're in your car on your way to work, or if you're at work or working out, we hope you stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.